Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, the ultimate film and TV podcast. We are your hosts, James and Anthony. This is movie news number 63, all the latest updates in film and TV from the last week. Hello, movie friends. Welcome back to the show. James and I are happy to be here discussing the latest week of film and TV industry news. So happy to be here. (laughs) (laughs) I sense some sarcasm. No, I'm super happy to be here, man. I'm I'm juiced up. (laughs) I I can't wait to talk about it. It was actually a pretty interesting week, and also box office-wise, it was very uh, unique because... Very unique. Because we have not... The top two movies, one was a re-release... And the second place movie was a movie that came out four months ago, three months ago. So the box office, it was another week showing. Um, like we were talking about last week, August seems to be like just like a slow part of the summer. Fall so, time, like August, September, yeah. you know, everyone's getting back to work. Everyone's like, oh, I don't want to go to the movies. It's too hot. It's going back to school. Yeah, man. Yeah. So Spider-Man No Way Home. More fun stuff. The re-release of Homecoming of No Way Home. Is it really that much more fun? I th- it must be. It's got to be. It's, it's in probably, the name. I mean, what they extended ten scenes, and <laughs> just a couple more quips. <laughs> no, they made the credits longer. <laughs> and I uh, actually came in first place this weekend with six million dollars showing for. That's pretty good for a re-release for a movie that already came out this year. So. Marvel's back on top. Top Where Top Gun doesn't have to re-release. Yes. Top Gun Maverick is back in second place with 4.5 million. Still in theaters. Yeah. No re-release. No extra fun stuff yeah. there. It's already got. It's already jam-packed with fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much fun stuff. It's, not, it's never going to leave theaters. So Top Gun Maverick. When did it come out? In May. May. And it's still in second place it's right almost, now. It's September. It's September. That's the longest run I can think of in the recent last memory. couple of years. I feel in recent like. memory, I can't think of anything that's done this. To be making $4.5 million in its, what, fourth month in of release? In modern box office and modern movie theater experiences where usually it's just the first couple yeah. of weeks. And on top of it, it's already released digitally, so you can buy it at home. Yeah, it's all, yeah we'll get to that. People are still going to the theater. It's amazing. It's nuts to see yeah. Top Gun. It's this word of mouth. Everyone's telling everyone that they know it's the best movie ever. And you got to see it yeah. a few more times in theaters. In IMAX. Hell yeah. <laughs> At third place was Super Pets uh, four, yeah. with four million. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so silly today. <laughs> he had his factor meal, so he feel, he's feeling good. Had a good workout, <laughs> ripping the kettlebells. <laughs> got my soda. Then we got in fourth place Beast, Idris Elba's film, with a respectable four million for its third weekend. It's doing pretty good holdover wise. The Invitation, last week's new release, came in fifth place this week with $3.8 million. I heard mixed things about that movie from a few friends, so I'm not sure I'm going to see it. The title itself is odd because the horror movie called The Invitation came out six yeah, years recently, ago. Yeah, recently, So I'm surprised they went with the same title. Yeah. I feel like for a lot of people, like, didn't that already come out? But this one has vampires. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's different. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it's uh, ready or not with vampires, gotcha. I guess. The other Invitation horror movie is great. Yeah, it's really good. It. I highly yeah. recommend it. Um, this one in sixth place, Dragon Ball is still doing pretty well. Two point seven million. It's at forty million domestically, so that's very good for the film. And then Thor: Love and Thunder came in seventh with two point seven, two point four million box office. So kind of lackluster. We get two old movies from earlier this year it's dominating. Nuts. It's nuts. Getting into our news, The Rings of Power debuted on Thursday. We did a review yesterday of the first two episodes, recap, review, reaction, all bundled into one. Check it out. We gave our honest opinion about the show. It's pretty solid opening, but, you know, I think there are some things that we wish they were doing a little differently, but super excited to see where that goes. Tonight we have 
the House of the Dragon episode three. I think it's going to be a big one. I can't wait to check that out, and it'll be an episode and recap and review of that on Tuesday. I haven't watched the trailer yet. I don't want to watch any trailers Me for any of, the, any of the episodes. And despite, even though the trailers, though, they're kind of just, at, at the end of every episode, they have like the little teaser peek. It's si- for sizzle. the entire season. So oh, rather than gotcha. Just, the, I like that. Yeah. 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 That's cool. And uh, movie news, The Pale Blue Eye released its first image of Christian Bale. This is one that we've been talking about, our anticipation for this movie from Scott Cooper. Scott Cooper, yeah. Coming for, to Netflix, it'll come out in January, starring Christian Bale. And it's a great look. It's going to feature, he plays a detective. A Victorian-era detective. He'll be working with, what's his name? Edgar Allan Poe. Edgar Allan Poe. As his assistant. Solving a murder. And so this is going to be theatrically released in December for Christmas. So we're going to see it then. So this looks like it's Netflix's big Oscar contender this year to release it on Christmas week and then go on Netflix for January. It looks like they might be priming this up for Oscar season. And And I think Scott Cooper is, without a doubt, one of the most underrated and untalked about American directors working today. Absolutely. This might be his big splash. Everyone saw, like, everyone likes Crazy Heart, but, like, this might be it for him. Out of the Furnace is phenomenal Out of the Furnace, nobody saw it. No, yeah. We saw it. Oh, I love Out of the Furnace. It's so good. Next up, we got Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. (laughs) The trailer is finally out for the hard, rated R killer Winnie the Pooh movie fan film basically and it looks hilarious uh very bloody and gory it's like these two this young couple goes upon like finds like where the animals used to live and like but no one's around and Christopher Robin abandoned them <laughs> and now they're just killing people it looks hilarious how are they how are they able to do this public domain yeah. properties it's over 100 years old yeah. so now that anyone can make anything about Winnie so, the Pooh so you when you adapt when you want to adapt uh something that was written, it has to have 100 years before you can do it for public domain. Otherwise, you have to buy the rights to it. But yeah, anyone can do... Because you, you, anyone can make a movie about a Shakespeare play. Yeah. It's, it's been it's centuries. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So it depends on how long it's been out. Bill is not going to be knocking on your door. Bill Shakespeare is not going to be like, hey, man, where's my cut? <laughs> Shakespeare's like great, 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 great grandson is going to be like, hey, I own the rights. I need a cut. But I'm sure Christopher Robin would not be happy with this trailer. <laughs> <laughs> He's just trying to make a, a great character for kids. I love it. It's so fun. Can't wait to watch. It's probably going to be very campy and silly. Moving on to baby names. Obviously, movies and TV and celebrities influence baby names every year. And somehow, the name Thanos has entered the top 10 most popular Disney-inspired baby names. Not popular baby names, but 
Disney-inspired baby names. But there are a lot of Disney names, so this is actually very surprising. It's something like 4,000 people named their baby Thanos. There's going to be a lot of Thanoses in the next five years. If you think about it, it's a badass name. It's a cool name. Thanos. (laughs) (laughs) Because... I don't know. You would only think of Thanos if you saw it. Like, if you you met a kid named Thanos, I would just be like, you're named Thanos? Thanos, what do you want for dinner, mac and cheese? (laughs) Thanos, put that ball down. Oh, man, that's that's funny. Thanos, put your gauntlet away. Star-Lord, stop bullying Thanos. (laughs) Let's bring up Top Gun again. Top Gun. We gotta gotta hit the Top Gun reference. I mean, come on. Second time. This is Raiders of the Lost Podcast, you know? Uh, Top Gun (laughs) was released digitally, and it became the all-time best-selling digital release in history u.s history already so people like the movie in two days in two days people like the movie all right funko has just unveiled the sopranos figures of the iconic cast they are available for pre-order right now funko they're always updating new designs and funkos and in addition to the sopranos i recently saw a batman beyond one which you oh can get yes for pre-order too so i want me that. and they loved that cartoon when we were kids so it's i might have to show. get that that would be sick Pretty on the sick. set. We will have like 16 Batman things on the set. <laughs> I know, maybe less Within Batman. a month. We look like a Batman podcast. <laughs> It'd be cool to get Tony Soprano. That would be sick. Uh, next up, Shia LaBeouf. He was on, um, what's the actor's name? He's the Punisher right John now. John Barenthal. John Barenthal has his own podcast. Or all real ones. Um, he's doing a little better than ours. <laughs> it's cool that he has yeah. a podcast. Yeah, it's interesting. But he had Shia LaBeouf on and they talked for apparently a couple hours. And Shia LaBeouf revealed that his movie Honey Boy, which he produced and wrote, um, which was based on his life, his father was portrayed as a, an abusive father and physically abusive to him. And then he admitted in the interview that he, his father never ever physically touched him or hurt him in any way, and he just, he just did it for the film. So, and I, I, he regrets that he did that because it didn't. It was like a kind of like a lie version of his father. It wasn't to the truthful version of his father. It's a really interesting interview. I watched some of it and talking about uh, addiction and how there's this big community of actors and, and celebrities that like fall into addiction and they have a big system and support system to help people out. And Shia was talking about how his addiction led him down the path of being an abusive person in his relationships and talking about his fall so it's a pretty interesting interview. John Barenthal, I think, is a really cool guy to do stuff like this yeah. and to interview people who've you know, fallen from grace in a lot of ways and have demons in their lives and have done bad things. I think it's interesting perspective to hear from both sides of the story. So, yeah. And they seem like they're, they're pretty close because they worked on Fury together, and that mm-hmm. was apparently, from what I've read, a very bonding experience for all those guys. It seems like Brolin was, is involved in this network of helping people. That makes sense. Yeah. It would be like, because like, it's such a unique situation. It's like AA for celebrities. Yeah, because yeah, like, not only are you an AA, but you're a celebrity, that, and it, you can't even walk out your front door without people wanting to go talk to you. So imagine that that, might be, that must be like its own completely different beast. And so uh, that would make sense that... like. There's a community of them helping each other yeah, out. Yeah, Shia's been in the news a lot because of the Don't Worry Darling stuff that we talked about last week. And also, he just got cast in Francis Ford Coppola's oh, Megalopolis? project, Megalopolis. So he's cast in that film as well. Mm-hmm. Lots of controversies around that. I think maybe this is the, the jump for him trying to repair his image to get back into yeah. Hollywood. I mean, Downey was a terrible person for a long time. You a, know? Lot, a lot of actors and a lot of celebrities. Now they, he's a beloved. lot of people yeah. go down bad paths and yeah. they're abusive and, you know, I, I think it's important for people to try to change their ways. Yeah, I mean, you want to give people a second chance, so why not see what happens? It's, it's, yeah. it's tough, you know. It's a, it's a controversial topic. Yeah, it is. We'll see what happens. Uh, but moving on, 
to Scream 2, The Lost Boys, and more horror classics are coming to theaters this October. Also, Trick or Treat and Halloween as this well. This is so cool. We were yeah. talking about this like a month ago. Like, I wish we wish more studios would just re-release great classic films in theaters yeah. annually. Like, why the hell not? You have it. Just do it. It, it doesn't cost anything. You don't have to get a film reel anymore. They, all they, need, to, the they digital... need to send a flashcard to the to the theater. Yeah, and that's the digital it. copy. You'd be like, yeah. here, movie theater, play this for a week. People would go. And like they're not gonna be big hits, but like you can make like Spider-Man this week made seven million. E.T. made some money, yeah. Jaws made some money. Absolutely. And, and it's just audience members, we love watching the same great movies over and over again. You so, know what that's yeah, that's a great because like right now, there August there weren't that many good movies out in theaters and like I we only went to the things we were invited to because we saw Jaws. Yeah. And like if there were like cool old movies playing, I'd be at the theaters all the time. Well, it, it's you, you can do stuff like at the new Beverly, but yeah. not a lot of people have access to theaters yeah, that exactly. play stuff like that. Yeah. But like just for big chains to be able to play old movies, I think that is a great way to get audiences into theaters. How complex could that marketing be? Just some Instagram <laughs> posts and send Word of mouth does send itself. a copy to a thousand send, AMCs. Let let us know and we'll tell you all. Let's get in touch yeah. with Nicole Kidman. I'm sure she can make this work for AMC. Oh, speaking of Nicole Kidman, there's the uh, the sequel of the ad is uh, underway. They're gonna film it soon. I think she's writing it too. She wrote it, yeah. yeah. Well, apparently she gave an interview and they uh, she said that AMC reached out to her and said they wanted to do a sequel to the ad. And she said, I, I already wrote a sequel. Hell yeah. And they were like, let's go. Let's fire it up. I'm telling you, I, I've been pushing this for so long. I, I saw an image yesterday of this guy in a movie theater who was saluting it the whole yeah, time. Yeah, he was just like... There was like different people in the stands took photos of him and posted it's it. It's amazing. It's amazing. I, I think it's just a fun thing that's happening at AMC theaters right now. Is yeah. the, the Nicole Kidman ad and the raucous applause that <laughs> the boys are giving her every time I go to a cinema. All the dudes are just like... <laughs> so fun! I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's great. I can't wait to see the next one. It's the most my most anticipated sequel. <laughs> we got some news on Brendan oh, Fraser. Oh yeah, and Darren Aronofsky's The Whale. It's set to set to be released in December, and it's premiering at the Venice Film Festival this week. And Brendan Fraser apparently is going to be so good in this movie. He's going to be a contender for an Oscar. Can you imagine if Brendan Fraser won an Academy Award? How awesome I don't see that it. Would be. I could definitely see it happen. The thing, Aronofsky, he gets great performances out of his actors. And Aronofsky, I think, is one of the most interesting filmmakers working today. All of his movies are just his own friggin' thing. He never does the studio system. His movies are always just completely unique and wholly his own. I think he's so fascinating as a director and a writer. But he always gets great performances out of his actors. And I think if I'm, I would say Brendan Fraser, he might be really hungry. You know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, the character is definitely hungry. no pun intended, but like hungry for like creatively. Well, I think creatively well, I read hungry. that Aronofsky casted Fraser because he wanted to do a reinvention of an actor or a re, re like a recreation, like the wrestler kind of with Mickey yeah. Rourke. Yeah, exactly. Someone who has fallen from fame, yeah. sort of, but like is on the come up and mm-hmm. they're coming back and making a comeback. Yeah. So I think that's really interesting. It's the same thing with. Downey with Iron Man. I mean, if you told, I mean, no one thought, no one expected Mickey Rourke to ever give a performance like that in, in, in any movie. And then the wrestler, he was unbelievable. I mean, just think of Jared Leto in Requiem for a Dream. He's incredible yeah. in that movie. Yeah. And just every performance, you're right. Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence, Lawrence and Mother. In Mother's insane. Yeah. So he does, you're right, pull out amazing. He's like David O. Russell. He gets the best out of his yeah. actors. Yeah. That's a great comparison. Thanks, man. Thought of it but I'm mind. really looking forward to it. Also, so Venice Film Festival is pretty packed with some cool movies. Bone, bones and all, Luca Guadagnino's new film. Sorry, Chalamet uh, just premiered yesterday. And then Tar, Cate Blanchett, uh, her new film got a seven-minute standing ovation. She's about to get her third yeah. Oscar. Maybe. Todd Fields, uh, great director. 
and I saw the trailer. I've seen some of the marketing. It looks fantastic. I think Kate is one of the best actors to ever live. That's why I was so disappointed yeah. when that headline member comes Marvel years, star. Marvel actor Kate Blanchett's <laughs> new film, Tar. I'm like, oh my God, this, this woman has two Oscars. <laughs> two time Oscar winner. No, no, Marvel star. Marvel star. She, she was in 30 minutes of a Marvel movie. <laughs> She's great. She, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But um, I'm, this, I'm really looking forward to this movie. I think, and apparently she's playing like a very tumultuous, tumultuous, like negative kind of person, like a very dominant person. And like, I can't wait to see her. She's a maestro. Yeah, I can't wait to see her tackle this role. And it looks like a really interesting project. Ty West's ex-prequel, Pearl, got first images to tease this film starring Mia Goth. Mia Goth? Mia Goth. Mia Goth. Mia Goth, yeah. Mia Goth. Really interesting. She's like making out with a scarecrow. and Ooh, uh, yeah. She looks like she's about to push a, a woman in a wheelchair in the lake that has the alligator. So it looks pretty cool. I'm so, watching I mean, as little as I can of, of marketing for this because I, I, I can't wait. Although he never really reveals too much in his trailers, but I want to walk into it completely op- uh, unknown. Comes out in September this month. Interesting. Next up, Pedro Almodovar, one of my favorite directors. He just finished production on his Pedro Pascal and Ethan Hawke film where they play uh, gay lovers. Uh, they actually filmed it in only like two and a half weeks. They filmed it super fast. I don't know if it's a feature length. I think it's like it's a short s- film. Like, it's like 40 yeah. minutes or something yeah. like that. But it's gonna. It's not like a 10-minute short. It's like a sizable film. Well, technically, short films, max length usually is around 40 to 50 mm-hmm. minutes for like if you're like submitting to a festival or something, but you're me- less likely to be accepted into a short film festival because they want shorter movies to play to have more opportunities. Yeah. But like a short film can run for 50 minutes. El Motivar can make it as long as yeah, he wants. He's yeah, like, it's like, I'll do whatever the hell <laughs> I want. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't wait to see them on screen together. It's a great pairing. And another great pairing with Ethan Hawke, which looks terrific. Ewan McGregor and Ethan Hawke are are playing brothers in this film called Raymond and Ray. And they've just released images of the film, and there's no really synopsis, no trailer yet, but there's an image of Ethan Hawke and Ewan McGregor. They look like brothers. They look a lot alike. They do alike. look a lot alike when you think when you, about and it. And when you have, they're, they're both uh, profiled, and you're like, they're in the same frame, it's like, wow, they really do look like they're related. So, I mean, what another great pairing. Ethan Hawke is just like, I think everyone wants to work with him. He's, honestly, this is the most on fire he's ever been in his career. And yeah. He's had a great career. Well, I think like, the thing with actors is when they have families, they kind of slow down work wise while they're raising families, and then when their family, when their kids grow up, become adults, uh, then they have more free time to go back into the the craft of acting. Yeah, I think yes and no. No, but I'm saying they're still acting, but not as often as they they normally would have been. True, but also there's something about like a middle-aged actor that's super yeah. talented that's t- kind of transcending audiences and connecting with every generation kind of like Brad Pitt Harrison like Ford e- yeah Harrison Ford Ethan yeah. Hawke's definitely tapping into every generation loves this guy yeah. young young people like him a lot and he's yeah. yeah you're right he's working more than he did before but there's something about like that middle-aged actor when they hit like 45 50 if they got the chops and they they're just like they look a little more grizzled a little yeah. more weather yeah you yeah. know what I mean there's yeah. something appealing about that to more audiences. also he's just awesome he's the man yeah it's handsome Hawk. Handsome Hawk. Handsome Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to Alejandro Iñárritu news. His new Great film, Bardo, or False Chronicle of a Handful of Truths. Thanks. His first post for that film has just come out. And we're obviously huge fans of this two-time Oscar-winning director. And it's Back rotten. to back, too. It's rotten on Rotten Tomatoes right now. So last I checked, it's 47% Rotten Tomatoes score. So I'm even more enticed to see this movie because you know how we feel about Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. But like it's Alejandro Iñárritu and you're... 
You're it's like you're one of the best directors of all are time. Are you kidding me? There's, there's no way this movie's rotten. Like, get the hell out of here, RT. <laughs> I'm more enticed to see this movie. Obviously, we're, we're going to see it. Uh-huh. But um, so the first poster came out. Check it out. It looks beautiful. So it, yeah, there's a big movie. Comes out September 1st. Oh, cool. We'll be there. So very soon. Well, it's out now, but like limited release. Limited release, okay. We'll have to watch it soon. There's a, a new movie about a, t- a subject you would really enjoy watching, Jim. Uh, the Dude. AMC to the moon. Oh, yeah, trend. yeah. <laughs> so there's so people wrote a script and it's under it's in pre-production and the cast. So this movie's called uh, it's called Dumb Dumb Money. Dumb Money. <laughs> this cast is insane. Sebastian Stan, Pete Davidson, Seth Rogen, and Paul Dano are going to be playing major roles in this film about the trend of AMC stock rising in 2020. I wonder how honest they're going to be to what really happened behind the scenes. I wonder how honest they're going to be from both perspectives in terms of what Wall Street was doing to Mm -hmm. try to stop everything that was happening. And I bet the shady size. It seems like the perfect thing for Adam McKay to make. You know what I mean? True. So maybe, maybe, if he goes after Wall Street, I'm very enticed yeah. about this. So hopefully, yeah, I, I hope you're right. I hope they show like the really dirty the side truth of yeah. like what Wall Street was trying to, to do. Yeah, they tried to stop it from. They try to stop. They're people. still trying to stop it. They're always trying to stop the the small person from gaining any kind of wealth. It's, it's or power. ironic because what Wall Street do, has been doing for the last hundred years, Reddit community did it. Uh-huh. To them, and, and they were and like, and they like were a, like, and the, them, and then even politicians were like, "We gotta stop this." It's nuts. It's unbelievable. It's blown, it blew it's my mind when I was going on. It, yeah, how against it everyone was. And then they, when, and it's then, like, what? That's what Wall Street does to and, all of us. And then every news channel was um, interviewing like wealthy, wealthy, wealthy billionaire investors and, st- and stockbrokers, and they're like, they're like, gave them this platform to say, "We need to stop this." And yeah. it's like, what? Stop people from making money. Yeah, like stopping the small person from trying to get some kind of footing. It's nuts. Yeah. It's actually not really about the AMC. It's about the GME. It's about GameStop. Because GameStop, 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 sorry, that sorry, was GameStop the was the first one. That was the stock. I mean, it was not yeah. it was just the first one. It went from a dollar to four hundred dollars yeah. in like a week. So yeah, that's what that's what it's about. GameStop. So, yeah, GameStop. I got mixed really, up. AMC just piggybacked on it. Mm-hmm. Didn't have the same effect. But if you got in in that month, holy crap! Like if you were in the Reddit and you were like investing in that, people made millions. There's mm-hmm. the one dude who put down. He put down like fifty thousand dollars on GameStop because he saw, saw this short and he saw this squeeze. He made like it was something like fifteen twenty million dollars, maybe more. And he was being attacked and in, in, under investigation. I saw he was interviewed a, f- a few times. People were like, he had to go to court. Wealthy investors were like, this guy is a criminal. This guy is an like a criminal. He needs to be stopped. He's I'm like, I've just been doing. I just did what I, I just saw what, what they you did. guys do in what they did was shorting yeah. the stock anyways. Yeah. He just saw Bill, billionaires are always shorting stocks and getting people to invest in something to drive up the price. Then they all secretly sell it, and then the people, the small numbers who invested like life savings, then they lose everything. Because he bought the stock when they short when they squeezed it so low, and then he bought so many shares of it that they had to pay him what they bought it at, mm-hmm. and so they had to pay him like a sh- crap load of money I per bet. share. So good for him. <laughs> it's nuts. So hopefully they're honest about it. Sticking it to the man. Anyways, moving on to a new western called Dead for a Dollar, starring Christoph Waltz and Willem Dafoe. It comes to theaters on September 30th. Yeah, so it's great to see Christoph back in a western. He just fits. He he fits it, and he's playing the hero, and Dafoe's playing the villain. It looks really cool. When was the last time Dafoe was in a western? In a western, I can't remember. Not that I recall. Not he seems to fit great as a western. He, I bet yeah. you he's a great villain in a western. I oh, bet yeah. you he's the villain. He, he looks great. 
Uh, Hellraiser finally, finally released the new image of their new pinhead. Jamie Clayton is taking over the role of pinhead. This reboot hits Hulu on October 7th. So for fans of the Hellraiser franchise, get ready for October. Hellraiser Origins <laughs> Reboot. <laughs> Prequel. Prequel series. Prequel Origins Reboot. Hellraiser. Where did Pinhead get their pins? <laughs> Walmart. <laughs> I mean, Hellraiser is a cool movie. Yeah. I'm curious to see how they're going to approach it because the character is yeah. a demon that yeah. lures people to the house. But it, it, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Joker, the sequel. Joker, Folia Du. Casts Brendan Gleeson. There's no role, word yet on what his role will be. Very exciting news. I saw, I can't remember what Ella was. I think it was IGN. They were like, posted a photo of Mad-Eye Moody. And they're like, <laughs> Brendan Gleeson's cast in <laughs> Joker Folia Do. I'm like, that's Mad-Eye Moody. He's, the mo- he's like, Ar- post a photo of Brendan Gleeson. He's Ireland's most famous actor. I know you want to get likes, <laughs> but it's Brendan Gleeson. The guy is great. It's okay to post him. Not He's got a mechanical eye in the photo. I'm he's, like, one of, he's one of the most famous actors that's, in, U- that's in the UK. That's not Brendan Gleeson. That's Mad-Eye Moody. I'm like, what is wrong? I know you want engagement, but Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's fucking Mad-Eye Moody. Is Mad-Eye Moody going to be in Joker? <laughs> John Krasinski's follow-up to A Quiet Place franchise, If, is starring Ryan Reynolds and Steve Carell. It just started pre- it's just started production. The cast is stacked. He's got Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Bobby Moynihan, Fiona Shaw, Louis Gossett Jr., Alan Kim, and Kaylee Fleming. Um, this movie is going to be coming out next year. He also tapped Steven Spielberg's cinematographer, Giannis Kaminsky, amazing cinematographer, so it's going to look stunning. Krasinski is about, I think he's just, just about to project upwards. Like he, he's Yeah, what he's showing with those two movies. Also, but but like to have Krasinski, it's funny because it's Krasinski and then the cinematographer is Kavinsky. And then we have Joseph Kozinski. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's he's Spielberg's cinematographer, and he's one of the best working today. To, so to, t- to get that guy to shoot your movie, that's a big deal. Just the talent he's got yeah. around him now is incredible. It's so cool. Love the guy. Jim, look how far he's come from Scranton selling paper. <laughs> Medieval. What about Pam? <laughs> that's a new trailer. <laughs> she's, she's doing sales, man. <laughs> Medieval trailer starring Ben Foster shows his bloody path to glory. I love medieval movies. Ben Foster, I don't know if he's ever been in a me- medieval film, but he just fits the mold. He seems like he's going to be cool. Yeah. Was he not? He wasn't in Outlaw King? Ben Foster? Yeah. I don't think so. No. Um, it was Aaron, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Was yeah. In that. yeah. Yeah. He played his sidekick. Next up, really cool news. Han Solo's blaster from the original trilogy was put in auction, and it sold for a million dollars. That's pretty cool. So that's it's one of the most famous movie props of all time. And it's real and works. <laughs> Just kidding. There's no blasters in real life. <laughs> or as I like to call them, laser guns. <laughs> laser guns. Another bit of news. There's a new movie coming out. It's called The Good Nurse. It tells the tr- really interesting true story of Charles Cullen. Played by Eddie Rainman. Ed Rain. Eddie Redmayne. Red <laughs> Eddie Rainman. Make it rain. Rainman. <laughs> he was a nurse who killed swaths of patients in New Jersey across a 16-year career. Probably the most prolific serial killer in recorded history. Never even heard of this guy. Jessica, Jessica Chastain stars alongside him as Amy Lowren, a fellow nurse who begins to suspect that her unassuming co-worker might be behind a spate of mysterious patient death. So I'm sure this was a true crime story that blew up in podcasts. And then they tapped the co-writer of Last Night in Soho, and she wrote the film. I can't remember her name. So I'm pretty excited to check this out. And we love serial killer movies, and I had no idea this existed. So I'm going to have to listen to some podcasts. Yeah, Eddie Rainman is a really talented Eddie actor. Eddie Rainman. <laughs> <laughs> but make he's it rain. Make it rain. He seems like he would play a great serial killer. Yeah. 
I you see the trailer for the FX show starring Donald Gleason and, and Steve, Steve Carell yeah. called was it Psychotherapist? The, the therapist. The therapist. That so, looks like yeah. a really cool the show. The patient. The patient. Yeah. Where he's a serial killer cool. and he's kidnapped his therapist and he's yeah. got him in a basement. So yeah, he see, so Donald Gleason Gleason plays the serial killer who goes to I mean Charlie Weasley, I'm sorry. Charlie Weasley. No, General <laughs> no, Hux. No, it's Bill. Bill General, Weasley. General Hux. Is it Bill or Charlie? <laughs> he plays Bill. Yeah, Bill. Charlie we never meet. Charlie's in Egypt. <laughs> but, um, and uh it, Bill Bill takes his stakes on the rare side now. Yeah. <laughs> So Donald is a serial killer, and he goes to Steve Carell's therapist to seek help. And then Steve Carell obviously is like, I need to turn this guy in. So then Donald Gleason kidnaps him and keeps him trapped in his home to seek treatment to continue therapy sessions. And that's the setup for the show. It looks really cool. It does look really cool. (laughs) (laughs) Amanda would love to hear this news that Tusk is getting a sequel. (laughs) Is it Origins for the Doctor? It's Tusk. More Tusks. (laughs) No, it's a sequel, not a prequel. (laughs) But Justin Lin is returning. What? Justin Long. Justin Long. Sorry. What's he going to... He's still gonna be the the. Walrus. I'm not watching this. I'm sorry. I am. I I just get I get queasy just thinking um, about. We know Amanda. We know Amanda's watching it. What the hell. Oh my god. Whatever, dude. Hey, I'm happy that Kevin Smith's still still working. He's Gross. a great guy. Gross. Well, he just made Clerks three. Yeah. I know. That, I know. I'm just saying. I think it's awesome that he's still making movies. That's cool, man. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> sorry. I'm just so silly today. You feisty today. <laughs> All right, George Miller revealed that his Furiosa script, which is being shot right now, was ready before he even shot Mad Max Fury Road. So it's so cool that he's already mapped out this entire world with prequels, sequels, and his new generation of Mad Max films. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, and it's not he's not just trying to capitalize on the success of Mad Max like he already had this planned out. Which means that it's probably going to be a great script. Just like if like he made Mad Max, that's so cool. And then Furiosa at the same time or before. Hopefully, it can be on the next on the same level as Happy Feet. <laughs> Hopefully, you just can't write that. Dude. <laughs> this is a perfect movie. <laughs> uh, Ryan Johnson is doing some press, and he said that he's actually even more proud than ever of Star Wars: The Last Jedi. And he's very protective of the film. And he said that he he pulled off what he was intending with the movie. Yeah, I mean, he's getting destroyed online Still. from Star Wars haters. It's pretty funny. But hey, we love Ryan Johnson. Yeah. I love him. As I a, like The Last Jedi. We're huge fans of Ryan Johnson, have been for a while. Looper, it's one of my favorite sci-fi films that's come out in the last like 10 years. It's so original. And I mean, what he did with Knives Out is awesome. So he's just a great director. Yeah, I love him. I like The Last Jedi. I don't think it's as bad as everyone thinks We've been is. following his career yeah. for a long time. Ever yeah, since Brothers Bloom. Brothers Bloom Brick. and then Brick with uh, JGL. Brick so. was first, though, yeah. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah, he's 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 a cool dude. Cannot wait for Knives Out. Glass, I mean, Glass. Also, Onion, he Knives directed some of the best episodes of Breaking Bad. Oh yeah, he directed the, the Ozymandias. The fly and Ozymandias. Yeah. Anyways, moving on to our final bit of news, which is maybe the most exciting. Old Boy, one of our all-time favorite movies and one of the best South Korean films ever, is getting the original from Park Chan Wook, not the the two thousand. It's getting an origin story. It's getting a re-release for its twentieth year anniversary. It'll be coming out, obviously, next year in 2023. There's no date yet, but we cannot wait to check this out. And we highly implore you, if you've never seen Old I Boy. I implore you. Or if you've only seen it a couple of times. <laughs> go Desperately with, implore. Go see it in theaters. It's epic. In theaters, It's like kid. top 20 on my list for sure. I it's love it. It might be my favorite non-English speaking movie. It's got one of the best endings of all time. It's it's Awesome. Also, also up there with greatest twists ever in movie history. Incredible. All right, that yeah. wraps movie news number 63. Episodes for Monday. Tomorrow we have our final episode in Star Wars Original Trilogy. We are doing episode 6. 
the return of the Jedi. Lots of fun. Tuesday, House of the Dragon. Then Thursday, we have Anton Chigurh analyzing, analyzing evil. evil. It's a great it's, it's episode. It's my favorite one we've done. You don't want to miss that while. one. It's, it's so, it was such a great discussion, and yeah. we had so much fun talking about him. And then, obviously, Saturday will be Rings, Rings of Power, Power, episode three. Finishing, finishing my, my sandwiches. sandwiches. There we go. <laughs> I knew you'd say that. <laughs> and then we're back at it Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, next week after that. Right back at it. You know it. See you all there. Take care. <laughs> this episode of Raiders of the Lost podcast has been executive produced through Patreon by our amazing Chosen One patrons, Calvin Cam, Lauren Smertz, Cody Moen, John Agras, Tyler McFly, Anthony DeMeo, and Becca Keen. Thank you so much for contributing to our show.